0: So this person asked, is pet insurance worth it? So let's get right into it. So looking into getting an Irish wolfhound to join our family. With all the larger dogs come huge vet bills. We currently have a senior dog and spend about $500 a year on vet bills prior to her losing her sight and hearing. We just spent money on basic checkups, so maybe $200 a year. She's small, and we were lucky in that she's never had any major issues. So, it made more sense to just put the cash into savings and dip into it if we had some sort of bigger expense. I honestly kind of always thought pet insurance was a bit of a scam. We know, however, that things would be different if we get a wolfhound, a 170-pound purebred dog prone to all sorts of health issues. The average age of death is 7 years old. That is seriously depressing, is much different than a 20-pound rescue that's at least 13 to 14 years old. We are working with one of the best breeders in the country, so we will hopefully avoid some of the backyard breeder ailments, but we really can't put up 10K for an unexpected surgery without dipping into savings, and I want to be prepared for a rainy day, and I've been looking at Trupanion Insurance. Anyone have any sort of experience with them? And if there is another company you would recommend, I'd love to hear about it. Or if perhaps it does make sense to just put away the cash every month for an emergency. Thanks. Sorry, I forgot to add. I have a quote from Trupanion for $65 a month with a $700 deductible. We can easily afford that deductible if needed. So here's the thing, right? Because, you know, personal finance is always personal, right? So personally, I probably would not go down the route of getting a purebred dog that would potentially cost a whole bunch of money for super expensive vet bills, right? That's just a personal route that I would do. But if these people do end up going down the route of getting an Irish Wolfhound, which honestly sounds pretty cool, right? Just Well found. Sounds pretty cool. The way that I would go about it is truly write down your financial situation like to the T, right? Like don't try to like sugarcoat anything. Don't try to like, you know, cover anything up. Be like, hey, no, this is our financial reality, right? This is truly what we could afford if something went wrong this year. Basically, right? So basically, you need to factor in, okay, after doing some research on the potential uh, expenses, because the thing is, I don't believe 10K is like a truly reasonable cost for a surgery for a dog. I think that's a little bit absurd, right? But let's just say that it's $5,000 for an unexpected surgery, right? Personally... Depending on my financial situation, right? If I was living paycheck to paycheck, which one, if I was living paycheck to paycheck, I would not be doing this, right? But if you were to do something like this and you're not making much money, right? I would go through the route of insurance, right? Because, you know, there's just a $50 to $70 a month for insurance for a dog that you really want, that you could afford a deductible. You could afford, you know, the $600, $700 per year total price of the insurance. That's not too bad. I would be okay with spending that if having this specific dog meant the road to me, right? That being said, if I was not living paycheck to paycheck and I was making a decent amount of money, I would just put money every single month towards a pet emergency fund, Right? So basically, what I would do is probably just, you know, because they're, you know, saying like $65 a month, I'll just put $65 a month toward building up an emergency fund specifically for that dog's vet expenses and bills, right? So not really an emergency fund, but more of like a sinking fund for that dog, because you know that dog is going to have some sort of medical issues, right? So you could budget for it by simply building up a sinking health fund for this dog. So not even an emergency fund for the dog, but a sinking health fund, a sinking mm-hmm. vet fund, because you know that a it, sense is purebred, bread. You are going to end up having a lot of issues, which, by the way, purebred just kind of like reminds me of like vampires trying to like screw each other or something. It's like and trying to reproduce with more vampires, right? Or like the old royals that are like just like sleeping with each other with their own kin, having like deformed offspring because they're the same kin, right? So that's the way that I view it, right? Purebreds, right? Which I always find it's funny something like purebred or like, okay, are you a vampire? Are you trying to have, like, little vampire babies? Like, what's going on here, right? But either way, that's the route that I would go about it, and I think a lot of other people would go about it that way, where you would just basically create a sinking fund because you know that this purebred dog is going to have issues. Like, it's not a question as if it's going to have issues. It's when it's going to have issues, right? So it's not even an emergency because you know – Things are going to happen to that dog in a medical sense because of it being purebred regardless of how good the breed is, right? You just know by the simple fact that it is a purebred large dog, it is going to deal with health issues, right? So just create a sinking fund that you're going to add money to every single month, period, end of story. So basically the money that you would have paid to the insurance company, you're just basically paying it towards your sinking health fund for your dog. So is pet insurance worth it? Only if you're basically making no money or living paycheck to paycheck. If you're making a decent amount of money and you have good handle on your budget, go the route of creating a sinking fund not an emergency fund, a sinking fund, because this is vastly different than having a dog that might go to the vet if they, like, ran out of the house and got, like, mauled by a bear or something, right? That's, like, an actual emergency, right? Or if they, like, somehow flew through an open kitchen window and got, like, scratched by a hawk, right? That's an emergency, right? But when you know you have a dog... That is bred in a cer- like certain specific way that is going to basically purposely screw it healthy like healthwise. Then you know, hey, guess what? My dog that I'm going to spend a lot of money on because it's purebred of a specific breed is going to have a whole bunch of health issues because I want basically a dog that has basically been screwed in so many ways to get this outcome of offspring you know you're going to have to deal with health issues, right? It's basically like the equivalent of pretty much buying a white dog even though you live in like a place with a lot of sun because you know that dog's going to have skin issues. And then you're expecting, oh, maybe I sh- should just create an emergency fund because you know possibly there's going to be some sort of emergency with this dog because of health issues, right? No, there's going to be some health issues because you got a white dog that's going to get hit by the sun and it's going to end up potentially giving it cancer or some sort of skin issue because of the sun and the color of its fur, right? That's just a fact of the matter, and you're going to have to build some sort of sinking fund for that dog. Right? Like a lot of people don't really think about it or just think about it in a weird way. It's like, oh no, there's nothing going to happen to my dog. Or, or oh, no, my dog's going to just randomly get like a cost of like 20 grand and, you know, I'm basically going to be screwed financially. No, that's basically never the case. Right? And also, it depends on where you take your dog to. Like a lot of people don't understand this, but different vet practices charge vastly different for the services they offer. And not only that, depending on your vet, right, you could probably actually talk and have a conversation with them and be like, hey, do you guys offer an insurance option through you? Right? So that's something to really think about. Like a lot of people don't think about it, but just compare it, right? So they might end up getting like $65 per month from this specific insurance company. But guess what? You might be able to get like $30, $40 a month through your actual vet that you're going to take the dog to, right? It's like some vets actually offer a service like that, right? So just keep that in mind, right? And by the way, the price differences between like actual surgeries could be like hundreds if not thousands of dollars, right? Is basically the equivalent of like different dentists charging different prices for their services, for their surgeries, for their implants, for their, you know, dentures, all that kind of stuff, right? So just keep that in mind. Nothing is one for one in this sort of field, right? Stay tuned for more. Feel free to give your thoughts. And if you are looking to get out of debt, go to 40 Hey.